Say this. Say, we are live. <laughs> say it. We are live. Awesome. Now, here, say this. Say, welcome back to Roll Radio. No? <laughs> Come on, say it. No. no. It's easy. Welcome back to Roll Radio. I don't want to. No? Say, this is the takeaway with Gianni Gippo. Grippo. Gianni Grippo. Is that hard to say? Yeah. Gianni Grippo? I can't say it. You can't? Okay. All right. I'm going to talk to Thomas then some more. All right. Say bye. Bye. Welcome to Raw Radio. And we are live, Gary. Yes, we are. Here we go again. There we go. Johnny yeah. Grippo. What yeah. an episode. Gianni. Gianni. I Gianni know it's hard for Grippo. you. I know I it's know. hard. I'm foreign. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's not, That's nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, you have pronunciation problems. Yeah, that's problems. all. Problems. <laughs> and it's, it's got nothing of, to do with you being foreign. <laughs> I think it's got more with the uh, oh, being choked that's out. Our, that's our takeaway for yes. today. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being for. No, there you go. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, <laughs> Listen, we talked to Gianni. Yes. Um, uh, you know, I've known Gianni for, for years now. I, I remember um, watching videos of him competing as a brown belt and um, what a well-accomplished uh, competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's clearly has made waves in a competition scene, but also interesting to, to listen to him talk about uh, the supportive network mm-hmm. that he had behind him to really achieve these goals, right? And right. this, you know, we kind of wrapping this up in the umbrella of family, the takeaway for, for, for the episode is family, right? The supportive network behind you to make you successful, whether you're a competitor in jiu-jitsu or chess player or swimmer or even just a businessman or family man, doesn't matter. The support network is critical to your success. Um, and I feel this has all really started very, very early on for him. Yeah, from his a, parents. As a, as a little kid, he had a dad that was a triathlete um, and wanted to instill um, in Gianni uh, a sense of, um, you know, like a work ethic and, uh, and give him uh, opportunities to, um, to better himself through, through sport. And he didn't just push him into it. He really did support him. Uh, through taking him where he needed to be to to his his practices his meets later uh, private jujitsu classes um, you know driving him into Manhattan um, during rush hour um, and uh, and and mom too uh, really supporting uh, him when he found um, and he didn't even know it yet when his parents saw the passion for jujitsu inside him right uh, and he had and he had huge support. From his, yeah, from I mean, his it's parents. it's pretty clear as you listen to his story that he was very fortunate and still is very fortunate to have that kind of start to something that he does for a living right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it all kind of sources from, like you said, his dad being an athlete, a triathlete, and doing competition, and his mom extremely involved in this whole, uh, not only 
with his dad's performances or competitions, but also in Gianni's case, you know, they, they take him places and so on. But I think what was really mind blowing for me is that when, when I asked him is, did you feel forced into it? Um, his answer was no. It, it's just, this is kind of what we did. This was mm-hmm. our life. And, you know, uh, if you didn't listen to the episode, do it because he talks about it in great detail. He, one of the things that he mentions that, you know, he went to swim, swim practices for two hours, first thing in the morning. Then he went to train at private lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he went to school. And then he was doing homework in the car with a flashlight in order for him to get to bed so he can do it over again. And that was his daily routine five times a week. Now, that sounds pretty extreme <laughs> to me, but yet he didn't feel that way. You know, I, I feel no, like it, was, were... it was normal for him. So, right. you know, so all you know is what your, what your experience is. Um, and it sounded like it because he had passion for it and he, and he was a good athlete. Um, and something he talked about too, though, is that they didn't, um, they didn't pressure him for results as long as he was trying, right. As long as he was trying, um, and, and working hard, um, they were okay with that. And I, that probably, probably has a huge, huge impact on a kid, um, because you don't have, um, the negativity that comes with a parent who, who is freaking out because you're losing. Uh, you know, not only losing, but pushing a child into these situations of unreasonable expectations, you know, do this, mm-hmm. do that, do that, you know, and I mean, we are very familiar with um, the sideline parents coaching. Yeah. And, and I think there's a slightly separate topic on all of this, but yet it's so related to it because being supportive is one thing, but pushing your child with very unreasonable expectations it's completely different. And both of them will have a very different result on that child's performance and also on their later life. Yeah, like, I sure. mean, we are talking about developing brains. We are talking about developing bodies. You are 8, 10, 12, whatever, whatever it is. You're just maturing. You're just starting. All these yeah. things have huge impact on who you are going to be later on in your life 30s, 20s, 30s, 40s, and so on, right? And he talks about it quite extensively, how that had impact on his work ethic. He's not afraid to work hard. Matter of fact, at the the end of the episode, (laughs) what was he saying? Three-hour sessions, then then break, and then another two-hour sessions? Well, yeah, when he was running the... When he was running the competition crew, he would say no problem doing a three-hour session and people hated him for it. But now, right now, he's with a small group of people that he, he really trusts and, uh, you know, under, under our current circumstances. And, uh, yeah, they train in the morning. They take a little break. They come back in the, in the late morning, early afternoon, train again. And then the people who couldn't make those morning sessions because uh, they, they have, uh, you know, nine to fives or whatever, they're all back there again at night. Um, at working hard and he's at all three and, uh, and he loves it. And, and that's probably, you know, he's probably got something, you know, his dad did, wasn't just a, a weekend warrior. Um, you know, he was, he was going to the highest level triathlons. Um, so he's probably got something a little genetic in him too, that makes him that, uh, that way. But yeah, you know, it was all, I think with guidance, um, rather than, uh, you know, a real hard push. It's, it's, we're going to, we're going to help you through all this. We're going to get you where you need to be. We're going to do what we can for you. As long as you're putting in the effort, you know, we'll kill, we'll keep doing it. 
you know, and, uh, and then he got to, you know, he's going to one of the biggest gyms, most popular gyms with some of the biggest names, uh, as a kid, he's one of the only kids or if not the only kid there taking private lessons from, uh, the biggest names in, in, in jujitsu. Uh, and he's got support there as well. Um, you know, not, I don't think that happens very often for people. Uh, and then, you know, he, he spent a ton of time at Henzo's, um, and then, you know, had different goals, different mindset as to what he wanted for his future, uh, and, and needed, I think, to, um, find support someplace else, you know, uh, and I, I know I'm not, we're not, bad mouthing anybody uh it's just that you know sometimes gyms don't fit anymore you know and uh and he needed to find something else well steve cohen recently talked about this right and i mentioned this on the show but every every instructor every coach every facility have its its limitations and sometimes it's not the skill but the culture Mm -hmm. maybe the dynamic Maybe it is a skill. Maybe it's the curriculum. Maybe it's the hours or schedule. I mean, we see that more very often. You know, I yeah. would like to be here, but you're just your classes are not at a time when I'm available. And it just it is what it is. You know, it, it's in order for people to train, whether it's jujitsu or swimming or chess or checkers, whatever they have. To, it has to be, in a way, perfect storm. The things have to align you know, in a way where they work for that individual, right? And then we have to make some sacrifices. We have to make time. We have to make it a priority. But also, you know, we have to, we have to feel welcomed and we have to feel that this fits in with what we are trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for me personally, looking at this from the other side, as an instructor, as a business owner, you know, sometimes is difficult to find yourself in these positions where um, people are just not as transparent as they, as you wish they would be. And I can, I can honestly tell you, I wish people came, students came to me and say, listen, I, I just don't like this. I, you know, I wish this was different, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe I, I, maybe I can't do anything about it, but at least I have an awareness point where I can make adjustments for the future. Or maybe I can, honestly, maybe I can point you out in a direction where your needs are going to be met. Maybe, maybe there is a different place that I know that is going to fulfill what you need. And, you know, it's unfortunate that sometimes these communications don't take place. And sometimes, you know, people, uh, you know, make different choices and feelings get hurt. That's, that's what sucks about this. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the feelings get hurt on both sides. Um, you know, the people that may be seeking out something different, um, the feelings are hurt because initially because they're not getting the support they need. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the opposite end, maybe it's more of an ego thing, but the feelings get hurt because it's like, well, I've already invested so much in you. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you, why aren't you grateful for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, it, people need to look at things a different way and think about, you know, if I'm really here for you, yeah, I, you know, I have for months, years, maybe put in time and effort and did what I thought was supporting you. Um, but maybe, you know, take some time to reflect and say, you know what I did, I did, but that's as much as I can do. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason that you can't go someplace else to, to get what you need to keep pushing forward. You know, whether it's in Gianni's case or anybody else's, you know, it's not strictly jujitsu we're talking about. It could be employment of any level at any, you know, in any industry. It's like, you know, sometimes it's just time, you know, it's not, and I need to move on for my own reasonings. Um, but yeah, you know, if you, if you 
are honest about it and open about it, you know, things could probably go more smoothly and everybody can learn from it, right? I wish people had a little bit more open communication in these situations and simply talked. Maybe they are not able to resolve the problems, but they are definitely could communicate. You don't have to. And talk to each other, right? Yeah, Um, Yeah. And I'm really referring to talking, like phone at the least fun conversation. Mm-hmm. I said this on a show, like I think texting is very powerful these days or social media, but it's just not. Well, it's way. open to a lot of interpretation. It's not can, the way to do this. Right. No. And it's, well, right. One, it's not the way, uh, but two, like I said, it's open to interpretation. I can read a sentence very differently than the person mm-hmm. next to me and, and perceive it in a different way. Um, yeah. So talk to people, you know, I, I've, I've been employed in my life, one place in particular where I've left and come back at least three times. And why did they welcome? Why did they welcome me back? It was it was it wasn't because I said, "Hey, I'm giving you two weeks' notice." And when my time came, I left. It was because I I said, "This is this is why I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to I hate to do it, but I've got to go and I've got to try these other things, and I'm doing this or that. Um, and I have great uh, uh, great relationship with these people and um which you know since we're talking about this i wanted to let you know i'm gonna have to quit oh is that what it is yeah i'm sorry to do it here where everybody can hear us but (laughs) i gotta go Mm -hmm. um and uh no but i think you know it that openness being frank being honest um you know so the million dollar question is how you feel well but the million dollar question is why people don't do it well, you could be scared. Scared. Right. We already talked about feelings mm-hmm. being hurt, right? If I'm doing it because you're not giving Afraid me the support, rejection? I think. Well, sure. But if I'm if I'm leaving something because I don't feel supported anymore, initially I might feel slighted. I might, you know, so now I have resentment, right? Um, so you don't you you don't openly communicate about it. Um and on the flip side, it's it's kind of the same thing. Like I just said, you know, I've already spent X amount of time on you or with you supporting you. And, and now you don't, uh, you're not paying it back. You're going somewhere else. Um, <clears throat> but I think if, if you realize that the person, person approaches it correctly uh, and the other person says, well, this is all I can do for you. You know, I can't give you any more than this for whatever reason. Uh, and, you know, in, in a jujitsu context, it's because we have other priorities at this school. We're not a competition school or we are a competition school. So I can't spend X amount of time with you if you're not going to compete. Um, you know, all those things play into it. Um, I, I, I really think it's got a lot to do with ego. Um, and if we could get rid of that and just be more open with each other, I think, uh, things will go a lot more smoothly. Yeah, I really hope that as time goes on and as jiu-jitsu continue evolving, um, we'll have more of these open communications. And, and really people, you know, obviously I'm not right now, COVID is a unique situation with cross-training and training at different places <clears> and not <throat> so allowed. But I think that's something that should be, it should be supported. It's something that should be welcomed. You know, yeah. we are we are here, all of us, with a one simple goal to get better and learn a skill of jujitsu. And if it so happens we make friends along the way, then great, we succeeded. 
you know? So I, I personally don't see anything wrong with people training at different places. I personally don't see anything wrong as long as it's done within the guidelines. So let's, let's, yeah. let's make sure there's that because we, we entering this kind of ethical boundary of who yeah, is I think where we're, and, and, teams and, I think and we're other getting, things. And, and we're getting kind of sidetracked off the top. Yeah, off the top. point is, the point is, what I'm trying to say is, it all starts with a simple communication. It all starts with a simple conversation. So for crying out loud, talk to each other. Although, okay, know, can Gary. we be done talking to each other right now? <laughs> First of all, you quit already. So I did. Why quit. are you still here? Because you you're running the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so until you hit leave all, I'm staying right here. Listen, if it ever crossed your mind to change a gym or something is bothering you, you are not happy where you're training with your partners or your coaches. Talk, talk to somebody. I bet you that you can fix the problem much simpler than just disappearing, fading out, and perhaps even quitting. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Would be and crazy. It, and it could be, um, it could, you know, it could be done uh, with a handshake and a pat on the back, and everybody could be happy with the results. So, cool. All right, let's wrap then. this up. Yes, sir. Off to the uh, next one. All right, I was just joking. I'll see you soon. <sighs> <laughs> Take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care.